stop uh, being selfish and keeping it all for ourselves. We, uh, we have a, a cage match here on Sandcast. We have uh, Triborn and, and Came Shock, uh, country quota rivalries. We're here to, to break bread and <laughs> to make nice. And Came, welcome back peaceful. to the U.S. Hey, thanks, man. It's, uh, yeah, I guess we just got back a couple days ago, a little jet lag, but... Happy to be here. Happy to be on the Sandcast again. I think this is round three. Round for three. Me. Wow. Let's go. That's, yeah. That's rare. Yeah. Yeah. I think you and uh, I think Trevor's our leader, but it's kind of a, it's not really fair because Trevor has the in with Try. Yeah, he just yeah. happens to be at, at my house. <laughs> right. So he, he just kind of shows on. up once in a while <laughs> in the background. Yeah. It's like, oh, Trevor's on again. Okay. Yeah. But I think, uh, I think last time we had you on, you just got out of FIVB jail. Oh. You, but you hadn't yet competed. Yeah. Um, and I know you, you'd played a couple of Norsecas in the Dominican and uh, Jamaica. Right. But now you're back on the FIVB uh, again. How, how was it just getting back traveling? Yeah. Um, I, guess, I guess that was a little more than a year ago. But um, it was cool. It was cool to get back traveling and uh, back on the world tour, see a bunch of familiar faces, talk to some buddies. And, um, you know, old, I hung out with Ben for a while, got to catch up with him. And, um, just a lot of familiar faces and great people and the whole tour is awesome, which is really cool. Um, it was definitely a little tougher than I remember like traveling just cause you're not used to doing, I mean for everyone probably cause it's been a yeah. year since anybody's traveled, mm -hmm. but doing those like 14 hour flights all the way to Istanbul was like, I mean, you just took the trip too. It was yeah. nasty. Wait, so you went to, you laid over in Turkey? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. We had a pretty long layover on the way there and then, um, it was like a 24 hour day or something, Oh man. which okay. it wasn't too bad. It was just. Um, I think when you like are used to playing on the world tour and you're playing every year and and your body's ready for it You, you can kind of get going right away. And yeah. no problem. And this time I was like a little Lethargic to get started, but but no big deal I mean we were there for three days early yeah. before because of the COVID protocol and everything so yeah, but it was cool It was fun to be back um, Obviously didn't perform as well as we wanted to but it's uh, you know, there's a lot of good teams out there and it's, I know that, I know for sure it's going to be a grind just with no points and working my way up the system. Yeah. And, um, just, it's all about committing to it. And, and I think I know that Theo and I have a good thing going on and just, um, you know, just got to build and keep building and you're going to take some hits and you're going to also get some good wins and, um, and then, you know, break out at some point too. So it's, uh, it's all a good process. I'm excited. Yeah. And I think one of the biggest things, and I can kind of speak to this too, is that we haven't competed yeah. And so long, like you guys had the the Champions Cup, but I feel like it's it's so different when you're driving 25 minutes to Long Beach versus when you're going 14 hour flight. And for you, a single elimination qualifier halfway around the world, um, and that's what like Sarah and Kelly. I was talking to them, and they were like, it, "It's a whole new game. Like trying just trying to control your heart rate again. Like yeah. competing is a whole different animal. Yeah, um, it's it's crazy." Um, yeah, I mean, you show up and, and I haven't played in a qualifier for so long, right? So it's been like <laughs> yeah. a very long time. And um, I felt good, though. I felt physically good. And I felt um, we actually had a pretty good start to the match. And, all that, and uh, you know, the Spain guys we played were, were a solid team. There's no doubt. They, they were just absolutely crushing jump serves. And yeah. the tough part about single limb qualifiers, like you said, it's like you could run into anyone. You could get a hot team on a hot day. And, and if you're off a little bit, you got to be able to find a way to win. And, and uh scrap it out but we were close and just didn't quite pull it out but yeah that's just kind of the way it goes we actually after our game we watched that game the sarah and kelly game because it was right on right after ours and yeah that was nasty <laughs> down 2018 i think in the second and yeah they made some crazy plays to yeah. 
it's just wild. Like they're almost out of the tournament and then they go off. Like they go get a, yeah. go to get a fifth and it's uh and then all of a sudden now they're in a good spot, right? For yeah. for points and stuff. So it's um it's crazy to see how like even the whole field is. Girls and guys, there's a lot of lot of good volleyball teams out there. Yeah. And it, it was nuts just to watch the men's field and I, I don't know how much you watch or like you're able to watch. I know a lot of people like if they're not in the tournament, they're like, I'm not I can't I, watch yeah, try to make myself watch. It was, <laughs> if if I woke up at a normal time and then whatever was on, I watched the right. rest of it. So I, I watched like the second half of like the 7.30 a.m. matches and yeah. stuff. It, I thought there was some good volleyball. And it's interesting to see, as much as I am cheering against the U.S., <laughs> we all are, right? Cheering against each other. We're all cheering we against each other. We love each other. We love yeah. each other, but we're, it's, uh, it's we, hard. we have to cheer against each other, basically. Um, it was cool to see the guys... The girls too like how ready we all were yeah. compared to the rest of the world like the u.s really stood out as a country going into this event and we're training against each other a lot here domestically so we can kind of size ourselves up and be like okay the training we've been doing we know how jake and taylor have been playing against us mm-hmm. theo and came like everyone like okay we know that our training's probably working and and that we're probably in the right place um, but yeah, it also sucks. To see. It's, it's, <laughs> nobody to wants see, to be yeah. sitting back, like just watching. You know, as, as good as anyone, no one wants to be sitting back and letting things happen without you getting having your say. You know. Yeah. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's just a matter of getting. We all just want to get in season. Like that was yeah. like a little sample, really. But to have yep. another month off is like, God damn it. Yeah, uh, we just need to get in season, and the uh, the cards are gonna fall where they may. Whatever, whatever that saying is. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think I bought it. Let them let the cards fall where they may. Right. Yeah. Exactly. You had it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> but my point is like, we're all just sitting here speculating how good we could be or where where we could be ranked and whatnot. We just need to get out there and like go at it, and then finally we can just like play and mm-hmm. let our playing do the talking. Yeah, but I thought, I mean, you spoke to kind of the, the depth of the tournament. And that Spanish team, they were really good. I'd never heard of them before, but, like, they, dude, they're, they're serving in the third oh, set. Oh, man, like they, yeah. And they went off. We, we hadn't seen that. Um, I mean, Tri served us really tough in the country quota as well, but it was, this guy was ripping jump serves. Yeah. And I think he had six or seven aces in the match and just... That's the difference right there. Like we yeah. didn't serve great, and they served amazing. And and there was like two back to back in the late in the third set that kind of killed us. But it just goes to show, like these guys, you know, these guys are like a mini Herrera, but you can tell they yeah. just train with them all the time. They're very similar. Yeah. They both have heavy arms, and and um, you know, we didn't know much about them either going in. You're like, oh well, it's you know, it's a Spanish Spanish two team or whatever. But they yeah, they're legit, and and there's a lot of other good teams, and and um, especially when you come back a year, you know, year and a half without having much of a world tour there's one tournament right you know who's it's, it was interesting to me to see like who has improved in this period and who's been working super hard and it was cool to see the u.s teams um do really well in that sense just because you know we've had a little bit of stuff to play and and we've all been training hard pretty hard here so i think um i think a lot of teams are ready to go and it's and then like try said at this point it's just about like you know we're all, all in we just want to start playing and, and right and letting letting that happen um, yeah. Thankfully, there's going to be more tournaments, which is 
which is kind of like the whole Mexico thing is going to be interesting to see cool. too because it's going to be like a full opportunity for all of these teams to like get a few chances in a row to figure it out and it's not like oh one tournament here and then six months later we'll have another tournament exactly it's like, yeah that'll be huge for you guys obviously because you'll you know you're gonna have opportunities to play and um, for the people who haven't seen the FIVB schedule it's uh, April 16th is the beginning of a three-week bubble in Cancun Mexico so three events, three weekends in a, or three weeks in a row. Um, and they're all Olympic qualifying events. And then we have two more scheduled within Olympic qualification, which is in Sochi. And then... I think there's three. Czech. Czech Sochi, Republic. Ostrava, and Itapema. Itapema? Uh, was Itapema I, I don't think that's confirmed. Okay. I didn't see or, that no, one. That was outside of the Olympics. Is that, okay. I believe that was June 30th. Okay. So it, was, it would be outside of the Olympic qualification. But yeah. either way, we have five confirmed. Brazil's kind of been pushed around all over the I, place. I haven't yeah. seen a Brazil on the list that they, the calendar that they put online or whatever. But okay. it shows, yeah. So the last one it says is is the, I think, Estrava before the cutoff. Okay. Yeah. But we have five events scheduled. So yep. that's like something to look forward to and get excited about for us. Um, it's not that much considering that it's a fairly significant amount of time there. But... Cancun specifically is like, yeah. it's going to decide it for yeah. a lot of countries that are still trying to figure out Olympic qualification. It could decide it for the U.S. Someone could go on a two-tournament streak and and just pull away to a point where no one can catch them. Yeah. Mm -hmm. um, so it's going to be gnarly. Like Cancun, you're going to want to be tuning into Cancun yeah. for sure. Yeah. And it's, I mean, our women's race was already tight. Oh, the women's is so nice. And then yeah. Kelly and Emily. Yeah, are they close now? They eh? picked up. They're closer. They picked up uh, like a 580-point finish, or 560, mm -hmm. which is, I mean, and they were dropping like a 160 or something, like something really, oh, really? So they had a huge jump because their finishes are pretty top-heavy. Right. Like they have that silver in Warsaw, now they have the fourth here, and they have a couple other, and they're dropping like some pretty bad ones. Whoa. Um, and then Sarah... Sponsor and Kelly Clay is similar thing. They're kind of top heavy, but Brooke and Carrie have like just a long list of fifths. Right. So they can only oh. get better if basically if they medal. Interesting. So Brooke and Carrie like they have to show up big time to improve their points, whereas the other two can get like decent finishes but not great and still jump up. So the women's race is just getting tighter and tighter. Yeah. It was already tight. And then there's April and Alex. I mean they're miles right. ahead. They're out of reach, from oh, yeah. what I understand. Yeah. Like, statistically, other teams could win every event and not even catch them. Yeah. That's they're, pretty insane. They're sure. cruising. Especially because they did super well at, like, the five stars, right? When they... Yeah. Like, that's the thing you don't really realize, or people probably don't really realize, too, is that, like, everything is a four-star this year, which is way less points than than what it was last year for five-star worlds yeah. and stuff like that. It's like, if you got, like, a 20, uh, 17th at World Championships, it's like winning a four-star or something yeah. like that. It's like... So it kind of skews the points a little bit that way, but that's exactly why me and Trevor are in a bad position right now, or why the guys have caught up to us so quickly is because we we had a poor finish in Stad and then missed two five stars because of my hand, or we got a seventeenth. Right, one, but, but you played it like hurt, those. Right? My point is those five stars are so valuable. Yeah, even a ninth would have been huge. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it's yeah those those points are counting They're huge big. right now and luckily we have a good world champs finish yeah. but like april and alex have a second in world champs that's like 
a ridiculous amount of points. Yeah. 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 They're they're gone. Yeah. They're they're, <laughs> they're, they're good. <laughs> and then everyone else is, is it will be interesting out. to watch though. If men and women it's gonna be so crazy. Yeah. Like Mexico is gonna be pretty wild for sure. And it's cool because it's gonna be like everyone's gonna be able to watch the games this time around because mm-hmm. it'll be in a better time zone and right. Um yeah, any 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 team that starts to get on a little hot streak is gonna be it's gonna be kind of crazy, especially for the girls. It's like I don't even I, I feel like they need to they need to do a better job of like I think the McKibbins just put a video up about how like the points work and stuff, yeah. but like showing I don't even I, I get confused too. If you look at like whatever your Olympic ranking, but it, they should have it so that it shows like what you're dropping right. or what you can improve on or something something kind of simple. Yeah, or maybe they do. Maybe I just haven't figured it out. But it's like just to kind of see what teams could how much they could improve in this one tournament or something. Yeah, totally. Because they could totally like make it. Um, like show that to everyone and right. then make it so it's super interesting. It's like, oh, well, like try and Trevor just get a fifth here, then that actually right. helps them this much and then they'll, pa- they'll do this and this. And yeah. it's like kind of cool. Um, that'd be totally. kind of cool to look yeah. at it that way. That's but what I, I couldn't find it anywhere. So I actually made, so Delaney is like an Excel wizard. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I made like a Tokyo tracker spreadsheet yeah. that like you put in the end, you, if you put it in, it automatically populates. So it knows like what you're dropping. Oh. So if, if you need any info, Dude, you <laughs> got to put that online. Someone's going to pay you for that. Yeah. So with, <laughs> at the bottom of like all the stories that I wrote from Doha, I put kind of the update of like what it did with, right, nice. with the points. Um, nice. So Phil and Nick did exactly what they needed to. Yeah. I think they jumped you guys by like 40 points, right. um, which was interesting. Well, they also have um, a 25th. Yeah, they have two worse finishes than us, I think. Yeah. So like that automatically gives whatever their next finish is that gives them more points plus they're going to be a top 10 seed yeah and we're, <laughs> we're going to be still in the back so it's the the deck is stacked against me and trev for sure but it's interesting too like being a bottom seed there's a good chance we draw them yeah so like i mean True. what better way to to go at this than let's just go head to head yeah, yeah. seriously you know? And that's what uh, kind of happened with Stockman and Kalinski. Totally. That was played Brook and That Carey. was crazy. Yeah. And that match was nutty. Did that you guys watch crazy. that one? Yeah, yeah. We, we watched it actually. Yeah. It was wild. I was just picturing Evie <laughs> yeah. sitting on the sideline the whole time, freaking yeah. out. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. We both had Evie before. He's for sure losing his mind. <laughs> yeah. Sweating everywhere. Oh, my God. <laughs> Running back. So nervous. Oh, that guy. He's so funny. Yeah. yeah. But, yeah. But the, so the guys who won it, uh, Perushik and Schweiner. I've only seen them play one other time. And that yeah. was when they made that crazy run in uh, Ostrava. Yeah. I, I want to say last year, like 2020. We can just unbelievable. Wipe it. So last yeah. year, the last time there was volleyball, <laughs> they did good. Yeah. Which we're not sure what year. But was. have you guys played them? Never. Uh, no. Yeah, I played them in Mexico. How How are they? Like, I mean, obviously they're they're very good, but are they? Because um, they just get randomly hot. Yeah, like I think they're just streaky a little bit. Um, good ball control and I think when they're like in system they have they both have good vision mm-hmm. and they can kind of just move it around well yeah um, they run a bunch of different sets it seems like and different yeah me and Trevor played fine again we beat them and I mean it was a battle but we beat them in two um, but I don't know I'd say it's kind of like a chili kind of thing like okay where they're, they're so talented they could win a tournament right but also get a 25th which is the case for a lot of uh mm-hmm. i'd say they're like a, a middle of the main draw like they've earned that probably moving up now because of that okay. win. but like that's where their talent level is at consistently yeah and that's 
I agree. I think, but like, it's been like a, again, like a year and a half. So maybe they've just improved a ton too. Right, like their totally. right. ball control looked amazing, and yeah. like their passing set right. was just like dialed in all weekend. And maybe they've just been training super hard. Yep. Yeah, exactly. And, um, maybe they will be a team to you know potentially medal at the at the Olympics. But yeah. it's. Uh, yeah, it's crazy how many teams can go and do that though, and then you're like, whoa, like this team's unbelievable. And I remember, uh, what was it like, 2016, that beginning of the Olympics that year, the Olympic year. I remember Cantor Lozjak in the first tournament, or it was like yeah. Brazil, and they just like dominated everyone. You're like, yeah, what right, just right, happened? Yeah. Like nobody could figure out what they were, like how to stop them, and right. and then they cooled off after that. It's like okay, like that somehow some teams will start super strong, and but obviously that's a really great team too. But it's yeah. it's it's interesting that like. Besides a couple teams, to me, it's like there's other teams that can get really hot. But besides like Norway, Russia, Germany, maybe there's like those teams are consistently meddling. Everyone else is kind of like a crapshoot to me. It's like one team can get a 25th the next weekend. They're winning yeah. and getting a third or whatever. Yeah. But that just shows how good everyone is. You can you can win a tournament and you can get last in the tournament and, and there's not a whole much a bunch of separation. Yeah. And that's I mean, we saw so much of that this weekend uh, like that. Like Spanish team, you know they got they were really good, and then Ruben Penenga and Jasper Buder, yeah, took out Casey and Chase, and I was like, man, that's kind of a tough loss for Casey and Chase, and then they almost beat Russia, yeah, <laughs> like they won just physical the Dutch guys that yeah. can just get up and bang, and, and then uh, Varenhorst like and uh, Vandeveld beat Brower and Musen, yeah, and the Swedish guys played the played Evandro and Guto as close as anyone until the final, yeah, and just like all these teams, it's like. It, it, like before like you said it was kind of like Norway, Russia Germany's kind of in that tier yeah. and then everyone else was just this mess but now right. I feel like maybe it's just Anders and Christian and everyone else is in right. the mess <laughs> yeah. it's hard too it's like one tournament and you're like like Swedish guys for example they're amazing but they're like it's similar to like the Cantor Lozak thing that one year where nobody knew what to do against right. them and then like I would like to see how 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 well the jump setting all day every day for the whole yeah. tournament like once blockers and once once teams like video actually take a bunch of video on them and try to figure them out a little bit it yeah. might be might be a little bit different but it's pretty it's pretty cool that they're doing that it's just it's interesting they're doing it like they literally jumps at almost every, every single ball play. Oh, Lord, like it's like a he goes up and pretends and then he does like a side set every time like, all, but they're like 19 so they can side do that sets. yeah, yeah. Oh. so it's like uh, is this the winning is this how you did, what you need to do to win now or is this or is this like a gimmick that works at times yeah, and yeah. maybe teams figure because they also I watch them a little bit and sometimes they'll like be really good and then they'll like lose really bad like they'll kind of be really up and down already you could kind of tell that but they yeah. obviously had like a career best result and and they're really they're really good young players but um, I don't know it's just kind of interesting to see like what different strategies yeah. different ways of playing and there's a lot of different styles out there there's the up and down guys and the and then there's the super different offense that people are running and um, the game's just evolving all the time, it seems like. Yeah. We'll see if it's sustainable. Because like you said, they're, it's like they're pretty streaky. Yeah. Because their first match of main draw, they played Allison and Alvaro. And they went up 9-3. to three. Right. And so Allison's probably like, what am I doing here? I'm yeah, blocked. Yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> yeah, and then they ended up, Allison and Alvaro won that set and then ended up winning the match. Mm. And so I feel like it's, when they're hot, they're hot. And when it's not working, it's it's like, maybe we shouldn't jump set this time. Right. But it's, I mean. Weren't they up like 10-1 on Avandro 2 or something? They like, yeah. Because they went to 3 in that one. But I think they were just like dominating one. right yeah. away. And First they're just step, like, what's just going on? It. Yeah. It's like, nobody knows what to do. They can just like freeze against this these right. guys who are just jump setting everything. You're like, what do we do? Yeah. Totally. Um, but you're almost like, you're like, if we just do something really simple and solid, 
Yeah. They might just set themselves <laughs> right into us or like, yeah. you know, Seriously. overcomplicate it and we just stay still and they just hit it to us. Yeah. Like that's that was like Australia back in the day. You remember exactly. playing them? Yeah. Those guys would have like these weird tournaments where they'd beat like the best teams in the world <laughs> doing all this jump setting stuff. Yeah. And then you'd play them the next tournament and they couldn't like hit a ball over the net because they're like doing all these weird things. They're like, well, nothing, there'd be like wind nothing's or in rhythm. Something and, yeah. And yeah, they're like all over the place. Yeah. They're just like flying everywhere. You're like standing at the net. <laughs> And they're like going out there and then coming all the way back yeah. to you or like, yeah, dying because like, they're what? so tired because they keep running yeah. all these plays. You're like, they're all over the place. We're just standing here. Yeah, <laughs> it's so true. But I mean, it's, it's cool to see, especially young teams come in and be like energetic and innovating because mm-hmm. I feel like every time a team does that, like maybe a little bit of it will stick. Like Cantor mm-hmm. Lusiak, we're going all out with their system, like yeah. fastballs, transition, quick, all yeah. over the place. And then they kind of settled into like, picking and choosing when to use that yeah yeah um i didn't see it as much from them um at this last tournament i watched the jake and taylor game and they ran some stuff they're older now yeah they're just like oh (laughs) they both do some of it still for sure the last two years yeah Yeah. and that sand is tough to run yeah that's nasty oh that's right it wasn't such deep sand katara beach it wasn't at the beach yeah it was at the facility yeah that sand is nice Oh, it's beautiful. Yeah, but it's deep. It's deep. deep yeah. It's like weird because you can kind of, it does, you can like jump out of it really well, but with the divots, you kind of like sink in a divot instead. Like sometimes you would jump and be like, wow, I'm flying this right. time. Yeah. And then other times you'd be like, oh, I kind of sunk as I was, as I was approaching there. Right. Because the sand would just like, the divots would just stay. Yeah, it's like really fine. It like kind of goes out. Oh, interesting. Yeah. yeah. I've, I mean, I played there like four years ago. Right. Yeah. That's him. Huh. When I was watching like Guto and Taylor run around, it's like that was a fun match. People don't know how hard this is what they're yeah. doing. Like that sand is not yeah. a track. Uh-huh. Yeah, it's <laughs> tough for sure. But yeah, that was a great match to watch. Yeah. yeah, Taylor and Guto in the back is like they're just gonna be flying everywhere. Yeah, and just yeah. laying out. Yeah, that, that was, was impressive. Good one. Yeah, I thought Jake looked like he was about 15 years younger. Yeah, he's Dude, playing was awesome. With that guy, yeah. <laughs> he blocked a ton of. Tries on the drug yeah. testing. Yeah, someone get this guy tested for. Seriously, and Lance Armstrong over here. Well, you you brought up the McKibben video. Yeah, um, and one of the more interesting talking points is that like a lot of guys are kind of fired up that you and Trev had to play in the country quota. Yeah. Um, and so it's it's like kind of an interesting scenario because I know like I, there's obviously two sides to it. For it's sure. like if you're USA, here you have you guys are ranked I think 11th in the world and you are number two in the Olympic race, but then you have the FIVB point system, and so if USA just goes by the book, we have a country quota. Mm-hmm. Like, do we make exceptions? Right. Like you know. Yeah, I I don't think like USA made the wrong decisions or we're being unfair about it or even stupid about it. Yeah everyone outside of usa thinks what are you doing send the send the right team like make the decision yeah um trev and i sat down with sean scott who's um the whatever beach director and had an hour-long conversation and we left being like yeah i mean there's he's not it's not it's logical the the reasons that he has to not mess with it is logical a lot of them being fairness to other athletes um like the women's side he would have had to kind of do the same thing for the women's side and right because sarah there's and just Kelly so many situational things where he'd have to make decisions going forward in the future and at the end of the day like guys like came are trying to get back on health insurance and 
um, get in the stipend and like you've already been out of it for like three years. Yeah. Or I don't know if you're on it now. I don't even know the points, but no. but like guys are <laughs> don't have many of those. Right. Yeah. <laughs> guys are, you know, fighting for, to make a living and like to make that decision for someone now, but not later is like, it's not really fair to them. And then you look at like Casey and Chase technically have eight finishes. And if they win every event from here on out, they still are in the race. So like uh, if they come to him and think about that, and they come to him and say, what, we're in the race, technically, you right. think we're not going to win it? Huh. He could, Sean, Sean could say, hey, uh, well, I don't think you're going to win it. But that's not exactly what you want to hear sure. from right. the director. And then Phil and Nick, Jake and Taylor could be like, oh, so you're going to change the rules to help these guys? And It's a tough situation. Yeah, there, yeah. It, there's no perfect situation. And it's more about the system that's broken. Uh, to me, it's the country quota in general isn't, it's definitely not fair. Yeah, that's for sure. I mean, it's meant yeah. for the world tour to make it a more international tour. I think the rule was originally made back when Brazil and US yeah, were just like dominating. Yeah, there's like eight or nine Brazilian teams in the main draw. Now there's sucks. like one, maybe two, max three teams that are like getting massively screwed by the country quota each event, and they're all Americans or Brazilians. Yeah, like we've had Brazilians who are ranked top fifteen in the world and can't enter in a country quota. Yeah, like come on. Mm-hmm. we can't afford to have one more team in like that doesn't make sense same as our girls right now our girls are all highly yeah, ranked man they should yeah. be in the event yeah, and it's like tough too f- for teams who are trying to make it make their way out of the qualifier and and uh, when i was first starting i remember multiple times being like the 32 or this even the 64 seed in like 2010 i remember we'd play brazil from the country quota i think two or three times I'd be like the 32 seed playing like Pedro Cunha as like a, a young kid trying to learn, trying to like qualify. And you're playing yeah. like a team that is literally won the last tournament and they're in the country court of the next tournament yeah. and you're playing them in the qualifier. And you're like, yeah. okay, like, like I'm playing, this team is like way better than everybody else in the qualifier. So I just flew to, I just flew to Finland to, to play Brazil. Yeah. Um, it's tough. It's the, the system for the world tour is tough for sure. Like to try to break through and, um, especially before where there was no continental tours and stuff, we would literally just show up with no points and you'd be like, this is the only way to do it is to like somehow beat these top teams. And, right. and then you run into the teams that are like Brazil, US are one and two in the qualifier always. And, but they're, you know, they're always qualifying um, at that point at least. But um, it is a crazy system for sure. Yeah. And that's what, I mean, I think that at the end of the day, I think that people were arguing over a symptom of a, of a larger problem, which I, I, think, yeah. the, I think the best four out of six finishes is, is not a good system. No. And because you're getting de-incentivized to play events at some point. Yep. You know, like, for example, like Theo had a, was hanging on to a fifth in Itapema before Doha. So like points wise, like was taking a risk to go mm-hmm. play in the qualifier. And like, I remember Billy and Stafford lost their country or lost their ninth world champs finish to play in Doha last year. Right. And it's like, yeah, you I don't know. Play. Yeah. I, I just, I would love a system where it's just your, as many finishes as you want, your total points in a 365 yeah. day period, and you just after a year goes, you drop that finish, and you just you can add new ones. I think just play as many events. As I you think want. that's a good call because also like you shouldn't be seated based on your sh- current streak. Like yeah. if I won the first four events of the year, and now we're further into season, and I had a little bad streak, and I'm the 20 seed now, like I should still be seated based on the four events that yeah. I want. Like you those should the, count for something. Called the Grimalt rule. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. I mean, me and Trevor, big time. Like, yeah. Cause we were doing great, and then the five stars, and you know, we had a little landslide there. And, right. I mean, 
few weeks before, a week and a half before the country quota, we realized that we're in the country quota, and then we're like a 32 seed. But right. the whole time I was thinking I'm the top 15 seed in the world. Yeah. I'm like, oh crap, which is my fault for not being a points guy. But um, I, I agree. It's you shouldn't be judged on your current streak. Of yeah. And like even I think you guys would have been in the main draw, but if um, they had. Uh, a lot of teams were still holding on, like because they did decide not to play events. They were exactly. holding on to their worlds, yeah, exactly. or whatever. And like, like we talked about at the beginning, worlds was like triple points or whatever. So yeah. there's teams with like 17th at worlds that were had way more points than you guys, even though they didn't have any other results that right. were that good. There were some teams in the main draw for sure that, like you know, you, you take, you stop playing a, for those four star because why would you play if right. if you're not like gonna for sure make the or like have a chance to make the top 16 or whatever for the Olympics? Then you can kind of hold your points and play the gaming system a little bit and. That's um, that is a hopefully they do change that with this new FIVB systems that, that they're going to try to go with next year or whatever. Yeah. But if I it's a, it is messed up right now. Like it, nobody knows what's going on, and um, people people play some events, they don't play others events. Some events you're getting tons of points. Some events you're like, what just happened here? Like, yeah, it's I'm confused and I'm a player. So right. Yeah. Like, Luckily, McKibbins are making videos yeah, yeah. to <laughs> explain goodness. our sport to us. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Figure out how we do this stuff. Yeah, I just think like the simplest system is the best system. I just think. A system that would incentivize players to play as many events as they can and have the best field possible. So maybe not take the country quota out at entirely, but maybe give it, make it five teams now. I like the tier system that they've come up with. It's a three-level tier system, I believe, okay. that they're proposing for next year or they're going to yeah. use. Because I think the top players should have a top tour and they just play in the top events. Mm-hmm. There shouldn't be this like incentivizing us to go play in these lower-level events. Like, top players should play in the top events. The medium level players should play in the medium ones. The the developmental teams who are trying to get to that next level should play in the lower ones. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But like we're, they're creating a point system where, they're basically making us. You, you want you can get a few Olympic points over here if you right. don't play in it. Like, <laughs> yeah. Well, it's really stupid for me. I won't make money, and it's not great for, you know, my life, but. I guess I'll do it just to get right. a few points. Right. Or like they're going, so I should probably go to yeah, make sure exactly. that they don't get the points. Right. It's exactly. like a three star in Australia or something or whatever, like whatever yeah. it is. It's like, I, I don't normally play these, but we're going to do it just because. Yeah. Right. And I think that's actually good for promoters too. Because with, with promoters, what you're seeing right now is none of them see any reason to put on a five star. Right. right. They're like, well, if we put on a four star, it's going to cost $400,000 less money. And we're still getting the best players in the yeah, world. Like, there's no five star this weekend, right? So if I put on a four, they'll still yeah, show up. Then we're still yeah. gonna get everyone. Okay, for great. Sure. So I think that's actually a, a great move to do that tier system. Kind of like the way you're describing it. It sounds like the Premier League with soccer, where you, know, you have your best, and then the bottom. I don't know exactly how it works, but the bottom like four teams will then go down to level two. The top four teams of level two are then promoted to the Premier League. I don't. I don't know if it's like which that would be kind specifically. Of cool. Like it's not like begin like. It's not, it's not the whole year. Yeah, yeah, it's not for the whole year. I think what I heard, which I'm not sure if this this was like a while back when they were talking about it, and then we had COVID, so it was basically like, and again, I'm not sure. There would be like, let's say the three tiers. So the top tier would play one week, and then let's say the week before that, the middle tier would play. And if you finish, if you finish in the top four, um, someone explain this to me. If you finish in the top four of that event, then you would get to play. So basically, it'd be like twenty-eight teams are automatically in the main draw of okay. the main of the five-star. Let's say. Okay. So you play, and then there's like a three-star the week before, where all of the none of those top teams can go to it. But if you if all the middle of the pack teams play, 
anybody who's in the semifinals gets to play the next week in the in the five star. Oh, cool. And then the whoever week after, got the twenty fifth in the five star. Whoever got no down I or no? I think, or maybe actually, yeah, yeah, you're right. Yeah. Because where would they go? I guess the next. They'd be out. Yeah. So then you'd play that tournament, and then yeah, there would be some shuffling around. If if teams got last place, maybe there's four teams that kind of get bumped out based on, I think it might be based on Points something like five. your last four out of your last five, like of the last four tournaments. Okay. Um, so if you get into the big one and you get a couple results or a couple wins, maybe you'll get to stay in, or maybe you have to keep doing that for a bit. But yeah, it's something shorter term, I think as well, but okay. at least there's no like country go to qual. There's no qualifiers, nothing like that. It's just, you go and you get to play the tournament. And then after that, you kind of decide what happened. So then I think it goes like, one week on, one week off, one week on, one week okay. off. Um, cool. That's at least that's what I heard. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure if that's true or not, but or if that's still that's what they're doing. But it would be kind of cool because teams that are trying to like like us for example this week is tough like tough for any team to go fly that far with yeah. everything COVID and you lose one match and you're done. You're like, okay, I didn't even really. I feel like we we were just getting warmed up and right. now we're done. You can at least play a full tournament and then see where you kind of end right. up at the end of the tournament and then. The next week something new happens instead of you know how many how much money have people spent just losing losing in oh, a country man. quota or losing yeah and the same kind of thing when we go to mexico we're going to be playing country quotas I, I believe on site and it's like tough two two or three teams from the u.s are going to go there and play and or i guess a couple teams will go there and play one game and be done and then <laughs> other ones are going to have to go qualify and and then all single elimination stuff yeah. and it's just it's it's a tough system the way it is right now so Anything along the lines of what I've heard for these tier systems sounds way better. Yeah. Well, I think uh, I like that they're at least taking a look and, and trying new things. That sounds cool because it's like that's yeah. a tournament that is in a, in essence a qualifier. Yeah. You know, like you have your mid tier that kind of qualifies you into the big boys. Yeah. Which is awesome. And someone might be like, oh, you know, I've been in the middle tour for the last three years and I'm yet to graduate to the main tour, but I've right. gotten so many good tournaments and reps and I'm getting yeah. a bunch of ninths and fifths at all these three star events. Yeah. And I'm just, and then gradually those are turning into podiums. Now I've gotten to play my, my first grand slam or whatever you want to call yeah. it. And, and the same thing, like people starting in the one stars, it's the same kind of, same kind of idea. If you kind of yeah. win those, then you can start to play the, the threes and then. Yeah. And the top players are playing top events for top, prize money whatever that is yep like that's how it should be like yep. it yeah yeah maybe be. you run 10 of each one or something like that per year or something like i think i think we'd be happy if there's 10, 10, would be 10 five stars a year oh yeah and then we have abp on top of that so yeah. if there's like 10 of each one so it's like 30 full 30 total tournaments that the fiv puts on which i think seems doable yeah something like that would be so would be so good and that's kind of what i've what i've heard is a possibility so that'd be pretty yeah. cool i'm assuming they're not going to tell us anything until the Olympics are over and all that yeah, stuff. Yeah, I think they've probably got their hands full just yeah. putting the just Olympics figuring, on. Figuring out what's, yeah, they're investing so much money in just these bubble tournaments. So Yeah, which like, I mean, really cool that the FIVB is able to pull it off. Like I thought the one star in Doha, we were like the perfect guinea pig event. We had <laughs> yeah. a lot of like weird I'm sure. things go down that I'm sure was probably cleaned up and smoothed over for yeah. you guys in the four star yeah, I mean, it went pretty smooth. It was like, seems like it's impossible to have a completely smooth thing with right. everything going on. But like, with like all the protocols and testing and like even even me on the way out, I kind of like I was I got a PCR the day before and they just the the same day testing lab or whatever just kind of lost it or they didn't have it and they're like uh like you're gonna have to get another one like like two hours before my three hours before my flight i'm like well yeah. how come i haven't had it yet right like, I, I don't have my result yet and they're like they just couldn't find it they're trying to figure out i'm like okay 
So they're like, come back in, like we'll get you tested right now. And I, I took like a rapid end of, end of PCR. And then I was just like basically hoping that I didn't need it before my flight. And then like they wouldn't make me show. And then basically landed and I was like, oh, well, hopefully when I land in Turkey, I'll have the paperwork right. that I got my my test. Otherwise I'm screwed. Jeez. And so I, it ended up working out. Like I got the test, I got them to print it off while I was in the lounge. And then whatever, I got through the airport. And then the funny part is that I went through the the whatever the customs and stuff and they they didn't even look once at my pcr test <laughs> like they're just like you need to have it but they yeah. didn't actually look because i got tested again right in the airport yeah so i'm like oh i did all this extra work and they didn't even look at it but yeah whatever there's just like a lot of little things and there was people who tested positive and um it's such a huge oper operation just to do it all i mean yeah. you know too like all the paperwork you have to yeah. fill beforehand and traveling and it's it's in, it's pretty intense and and hopefully they can have a safe and like figure out Mexico really well and um, I don't know you almost think that they should just find one really good spot like three in a row is perfect but this should, yeah. should have just maybe done like three of those Mexico like the three bubbles with three each time or something like if yeah. you're gonna do this Doha one almost should have done more than one almost yeah. should have done two or three right. yeah and just kept all the athletes there and play play them again because it's just it it was a pain for sure. How's it? Try here. Just want to take a quick commercial break to let you know about a new game called CrossNet. CrossNet is the world's first four-square volleyball game. So instead of there being two sides of the net, there's four sides to the net, and it X's in the middle. Uh, it's a really fun game, and I joined the CrossNet team late last year, and I've been having a lot of fun with it with my buddies out in Hawaii and also here in California. Uh, I've been playing with other pros as well, like Casey Patterson and the Crab Brothers. Uh, but it's not just for pros. It's actually great for all skill levels. In fact, CrossNet is being played in over 10,000 schools to help teach the game of volleyball. So it really is for anybody, and I highly recommend it. CrossNet is now available in Walmart, Dick's, Shields, Academy Sports, and pretty much every other major retailer. So you shouldn't have a problem getting it. Or you can just head to CrossNetGame.com to pick up a net and make sure to use code SANDCAST for $25 off your order. All right, back to the action. You guys know the drill. Wilson Volleyball is our number one sponsor. We love them to death, and we would love it if you guys loaded up on some preseason Wilson Volleyballs because guess what? It's February, and we're thinking that there's going to be a season this year. So with that said, beaches are opening back up. It's time to get some more Wilson Volleyballs at 20% off using our discount code SANDCAST-20. All right, so you can get the best beach volleyballs in the game. I think I saw the German Beach Volleyball League using Wilson Volleyballs, so they're infiltrating Europe. All right, the whole world is starting to realize that no one makes a better ball than Wilson. So get a 20% discount using SANDCAST-20 and load up on some new Wilson Volleyballs today. And now, back to the show. Yeah. And I feel like, I mean, that place was perfect to yeah, do it, too. you could have just like, kept people there. Yeah, and the hotel was great. Like, the gym was great. Like, everything. Yeah, the food was, was awesome. It was really and, nice And the setup. people, like, couldn't have been any nicer. And yeah. like, that and the facility wasn't close. Like, there was no way yeah. people Was it a different place out. than um, the hotels we had been before? I don't, it was a different hotel. Mm. Um, I don't know. I don't remember what we had before back in, like, 16, I think that was. Yeah, yeah. But it, uh, it was a nice hotel, big rooms, um, solid food, and... And this venue was the same, and and it's yeah, it was pretty perfect for for a bubble system. Yeah, yeah. it's just crazy that that um, yes, yeah, someone took it, brought it in with them, and it's it's hard to detect, I guess, sometimes with this stuff. But 
Yeah. yeah. And, but Mexico's always done a good job with events. Like a couple of Norsecas I've played down there, like they do. Mexico yeah. loves beach volleyball. Yeah. Oh, yeah. There'll be, lo- oh, mm-hmm. like, there'll be lots of fans. No, there won't. Yeah. <laughs> but there would be. Normally, Chetumal is always just mopped. Yeah. True. Um, and then, yeah, well, true. in Mexico, their twos are now their ones. The young yeah. kids took they're, over. Oh, they're, they're good, good man. Yeah. And they're, the they're gnarly. Yeah. They backed it up. Their last they, two um, events were Doha. Right. Yeah, yeah, they and got they, second, and then they they qualified this year, and then I think seventeenth. I think yeah, they broke pool and lost, mm. but it was we would have always. matched up with them actually. They they had a really good, really tight game with those Spanish guys to to get in. Okay, um, we watched that one, and and um, and those those guys are good, man. They're I think they're they're definitely the top Mexican team now. Yeah, and um, defender just. Really solid, small guy. But I don't like, know why people keep he's turning that guy. He's like, yeah. He literally like he literally like puts his hands in the middle of his body and just grabs the ball. Like he just catches <laughs> yeah. it. He just kind of like he throws his hands at the ball and just like does like flips them up and yeah. it's wild watching him. He's like one of those he's guys. So low to the ground, he's just like. That if, if you don't oh know God. beach volleyball, you look at him and you're like, that guy. Yeah. Is good at beach. He's Seriously. just like this, maybe five eleven, six foot, a little pudgy. Yeah. Doesn't real jump all that high and just so coordinated. Just Perfect hand contact every yeah. time. Yeah. <laughs> so good. Dude. Yeah. Apparently the blocker is like some like I guess Phil was telling me that he's like plays in those like dirt leagues or whatever. Mm-hmm. Or like he uh, plays he plays against uh, Phil in those yeah. things. He said like just like in January or something they were playing one and yeah. he was there playing against him just like this monster that just goes bombs, Phil's, bombs Phil's been playing in those, those <laughs> I don't know, I guess he played in one. They probably pay him a lot. Yeah. <laughs> That's like straight cash on the underground betting leagues. Yeah, yeah. That's not showing Stay up on your safe. taxes. Yeah. No, definitely not. <laughs> and you gotta pay Phil a decent amount to show up. Yeah, he's not, he's, not doing stuff. he's not doing stuff for free. No. Yeah. <laughs> I've been to one of those before and it was Pretty sketchy, actually. Yeah, I bet. Didn't feel fully safe. Yeah, I've seen videos, but uh, I think I think I'll probably stay away. Yeah. <laughs> I'm happy with my life as a lane. Yeah, you want, <laughs> there's a gambling on the line. You want to, you don't want people to be mad at you for that. I've had enough people get send me like hate messages on like Facebook and stuff just from like like back in the day, just like you lose a game to a good team and they they like send you like these terrible messages being like. I, you should like how did you lose that game like I lost so much money on you like yeah, yeah. I'm gonna break your legs or something like that like they, they say, they <laughs> say like I, would, I got multiple messages like that like just crazy people who are spending betting so much money on beach volleyball matches yeah, about, with crazy. random people that they don't know and they think I'm like throwing the match I'm like dude I wasn't trying to lose I'm really sorry that you lost your life savings trying to betting on us to beat Brazil and yeah right. <laughs> sorry we lost we lost to Allison Bruno sorry like they've won five tournaments in a row that would have been good Good odds for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> How was it? Uh, that was your first tournament with Theo, right? Yeah. How was it? Just because I know obviously you guys have been practicing together for a while, but competing is is entirely different altogether. Yeah, it was good. I mean, I, I like playing with Theo. Um, we have a good chemistry, and um, there's just yeah, we have we've got some stuff to just continue to get better at, and um, you know, I've I want a long term partner, and I think Theo is a great fit mm-hmm. for me, and. Um, he uh, he's a great blocker, and he's unfortunately like was a little banged up for a while in the preseason, so we haven't like been able to get as intensive practice as we wanted to. But now we're gonna ramp that up more and more, and and uh, make sure we're like in super good shape for Mexico, and um, just keep building. Like you're only gonna get better if you keep training with the same yeah. guy and keep getting better and better. And but like 
yeah, our chemistry is really good and, and we're pretty calm when we play and um, it's it's good. He's, he's got a good mindset and I'm enjoying it. Yeah, sure. and you got uh, working with a new coach, Scott Davenport. Yeah, Scott's awesome. You're um, an old coach, right? Didn't you work with him I didn't before? work with him before. Oh, you didn't? Um, he worked with a different Canadian guys team, uh, Binstock and Schachter. Oh, for, okay. Yeah. Oh, I thought you guys had for, it. For just a briefly, he worked got with um, yeah Josh and Sam. Oh, got it. Um, but yeah, he's obviously been with the girls forever, and um, they're dominating. So he's uh, he sees the game really well, and, and he's super good at game planning, and um, we're uh, yeah we're happy to be working with him. It's it's been good. He's teaching me a lot of stuff. Um, he's got super like mechanical, like he's, he, he, he breaks it down really well, like, like arm swing stuff, footwork stuff, stuff like that. Um, so it's all still pretty fresh and like learning as we go. Um, because it still seems like it's like in the very beginning phases, right? but we are, um, yeah, moving in the right direction and I'm trying to learn as much as I can right now. And, um, I'm really looking forward to like training super hard and we, we may go to Florida to transfer Nick for a little bit right before Mexico. Nice. Um, but just like that whole month too or whatever, where we're just, whatever happens, just like, I think just plan to be there and, and, um, just train super hard and, and just keep getting better. And, yeah. um, I think, uh, yeah, it's, it's tough to be in this position and just try to work your way up the rankings and whatnot, but it, it's kind of like super exciting for me just to kind of do it again. And, um, put that time and it might take a year to just get established and yeah into a certain point where we're like we're a top team and I, I know fully I fully believe that Theo and I can win tournaments and and um, just like a lot of teams can and um, it's just kind of that building process and trying to break out every yeah. time any, any that's why we anytime. need events we exactly need to play yeah, so yeah. you're gonna have good ones you're gonna have places yeah yeah it's uh yeah, the more the merrier. Hopefully, they can even add some more on later on. It'd be sweet, but yeah, that would be awesome. Because I know that there's a few. Are there any lined up after the Olympics? Yeah, the World Tour Finals. It's like Stad and Italy. Um, World Tour Finals is the that's September. The city's not the city's TBD. The, yeah, okay. Countries Italy. There's like Stad. I guess there's maybe just one. Uh, okay. Itapema, Brazil. Yeah, it, yeah. It's supposed to be at June 30th. I thought. Okay. That okay. was what I heard last. But what's the cutoff date again? Is it like June 15th? 15th. I think June 15th, there? and then there's all the Continental Cups. Right. The following week. Which we. The can, Americans can't. Can't play. In? Americans cannot, because we'll have our two spots oh, showed yeah. up via oh, the right, rankings. Right, right, yeah. But right, right. Canada. True, they're gonna. It's gonna come down to that for Mexico no and Canada. Is probably if you're Canadian anymore, but yeah. <laughs> are you pointing at me? It's like I Canada. No, I have no affiliation with them. <laughs> yeah. Who's that? But our uh, so our Pedlo, they did Pedlo Schachter did not. No, play they didn't though, go. Huh? Okay, I'm not sure why. Um, I think yeah, I don't know. Maybe I, like Pedlo had a baby recently, and maybe they're okay. a little banged up. I don't really know, but huh. um, you would think that they would try to be playing everything, but yeah, because they're, they're like, close. They're, they're like the right on the cusp. Yeah. And, and with but given the country quotas, actually, actually, think they might be in because Brazil has like four teams in the top uh, fifteen. Oh, oh, yeah, it's tight. Yeah, they're on they're, the bubble. They're for on sure. the line. I think it's like they're they might like be in technically, but there's probably there, there's a few teams that yeah. are. I think it's like, like them, right behind them with not enough Adrian results. Enrico, right, like Cantwell haven't been able to play. Yeah, like yeah. a couple of them back to back to back. It's like, jeez, that's Swiss tight. guys. I think like Gerson and. Yeah, they're playing good. Heinrich. Yeah, that guy's a monster. Yeah, Hydrich. Uh, Hydrich, yeah. Super athletic. He's absolutely crushes balls. Yeah. I think uh, Gerson is a freak. 
Yeah, he's good too. His serve is so good. Yeah, he's got a crazy touch on the yeah. ball. Yeah, he puts some crazy topspin on it or float yeah. or whatever. Yeah, that's another good team. There's a lot of countries that are just like kind of popping up as like really good at beach volleyball, like Switzerland. Yeah. I think when uh, when Gerson and Hydrich won in China last year it was like the first Swiss gold medal since like the Lasigas in like '07. Wow. And then Marco Kratiger and Florian Breer. Uh, who couldn't play because Marco tested positive. They right. won the king of the court. Right. Um, and then Does Joanna. Huh? Does that count as a win? I, that's an asterisk, you know? <laughs> who knows? It's, it's a cool but, event But to you win. get street cred. Yeah, yeah. you get street cred. Yeah. Yeah. Get street cred. And yeah. then um, Anouk and Joanna Hydrich won European champs. Right. Swiss are doing Yeah, so well. Swiss is coming up. And then, like, all these Russian girls. Yeah. And I had no idea like, who any of them like, were, but they're really olds. good. Like, Tim Brewster's like, yeah, I've been playing... In tournaments with these girls since they were like 15 they're so good wow. and they they beat agatha duda <laughs> yeah 19 that's wild oh, <laughs> it's crazy so there's like it's cool to see just like a lot of countries getting so good because like we were talking about earlier it used to be just like well it's brazil and the u.s which mm-hmm. is pretty much why there's a country quota in place right. but now it's like you got good people like Let's just let the best teams it. play yeah Seriously. i mean it's my vote always <laughs> <laughs> yeah thank goodness this new system will hopefully change that up a bit with the cqs but yeah i wonder if they will i would think so who knows but because i think you get four in those systems like i think you get four with your country you just get like four would be in the top i don't know what would happen if you could have potentially five that would be able to get in but whatever yeah i mean i, I would like to see it expand yeah one you can put team. a limit to it yeah yeah and then if it starts to like create a problem then you can backstep or like you know add yeah, one spot and then if nothing happens then maybe add one more yeah right you know, i think at this point up. like with how many good i don't know if there's any such thing as a country quota in like a tennis tournament or anything like that mm-hmm. right like where there's like one where like, there's like sometimes there's like eight u.s teams in the, but there's usually like 64 whatever teams i heard in, in um yeah. in um i guess bmx international bmx or you know that's an olympic sport that they the top two countries collect who are top two countries collectively in points get an extra spot for their country Hmm. so like if brazil and u.s are have the highest ranked teams then they each get one extra spot for a team Hmm. that makes sense to me i like that interesting let's go actually what (laughs) i'm really interested to do and and i'm going to bring this up i I want to um is have the ibvpa international beach volleyball (laughs) players association just poll the players and see what they think. Like, yeah. do all the other players around the world, because we're kind of biased being Americans, um, yeah. do they think that the te- the third or fourth team for a certain country shouldn't be in the main draw because of their true their play for the wrong country? Right. And I'd be honestly be a little surprised if if they voted. The only reason why it. they would say against it is because they want to be because it might hurt their chance of being in the main draw if they're like on the bubble or something. Right, but yeah. that means it's a just, pretty selfish. Yeah, that means you're to, scared and yeah. you don't think that you can you beat these teams. Play out. the best. Like, yeah. It just doesn't. Yeah, it totally makes sense. There, I get it why they brought it in back in the day, like we talked about, like because there's so many good Brazilian and U.S. teams. But now the world has good teams everywhere. Yeah, every country seems like there's really good teams, so it's like the perfect time to just open it up and let the best teams play. Yeah, um, there's not, there's no, there's almost no tournaments where like Brazil is getting two out of the two out of the three medals mm. on the podium or something. Yeah. Or like U.S. is like cleaning the podium. Like that never ever happens. Yeah, anymore. So it's at this point just. Let the kids play. Yeah. I think it'd be kind of a win for everyone because if you're a promoter 
Well, now you're putting on a way better product because you're going to have you know Andre and George in a tournament instead of yeah say like the the Gambian guys that played in the one star they got in for because country quota right and so they could have an African team in there and so you know you could have a Brazilian team or this team that like it's cool to say that you have a team from Gambia playing but it'd be better if you had you know they have wild cards to give out for for teams like right. that too right. so yeah. that's the whole reason why they have wild cards yeah. so those wild cards should be like first reserved for a team that is getting pushed out yeah. to the country quota yeah currently yeah, but they that should. would just be like why do we have the country quota rule in the first place yeah but that's what I'm saying use the wild cards for teams for for a team from Africa that's trying to play in the world right. tour right. use that once if if there was no country quota and stuff like that you know like yeah, yeah. like we're trying to get this like, country to play so we're going to give them a shot okay right. it's not taking away like I mean it's going to take away the person in the last spot's place potentially but not taking away like a top 15 team spot right right yeah well, that's why i wanted to have you on we wanted to help solve I, i'm not solving problems. much but <laughs> i think like i i totally agree with that whole setup and system and it, it does suck really bad that you guys i mean even even with the way it went down like if a country quarter would have been on site it would have been you guys would have been in because Right, because yeah. of the way. So if they do that for, I'm a, I heard that they're going to do that for Mexico or whatever. That's what Sean said. I, I believe that's what. Uh, do it on that, site. Just yeah. do it on site, and then you know if teams pull out of the main draw, then you guys would slide in anyways. If 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 you are in the bubble or whatever. Okay. Yeah. And then it gives you a better chance because most teams aren't going to pull out till a few days before the tournament right. when they're trying to go or maybe because there will be teams that pull out of Mexico too. Um, you know, with everything going on. Yeah. Um, almost every tournament there teams do, but yeah, it's it's not fair to. To necessarily to to make a top team do that when it's not good for anyone. No. I mean, like you have a team that's in the main draw who doesn't get to play in yeah. the main draw, right? Or in the tournament, <laughs> yeah. For I mean, just because the system's broken, so yeah. like let's tweak the system a little bit, yeah. to make it so that doesn't happen again. Yeah, and there's Pretty no simple. perfect system, but I think that would be there's definitely we'd no be going in the right system. direction. And no one did anything wrong here either. It wasn't right. like someone screwed us over. Yeah. It's just like the perfect pieces fell into the wrong place, and I was like, "Well, that sucks." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. and with with how close the the women's race is to, it would have been tough to see Sarah and Kelly, like if they lost in the in the country quota, too. And that would have been like, man, we. Like and that's a tough team teams. they're playing too. Like, yeah, yeah Sarah Hughes and Emily. I'm not Day. betting on that. Ooh. Like, right? It's <laughs> yeah. It's crazy to me too. Like the FIVB doesn't see that and give give both of you guys wild cards. Like maybe for Mexico, but like who yeah who like wh why put it two teams that are in the olympics that need the points like why not give them wild card that, that's what they they should have wild cards for right yeah um, right. That, that would make sense to me but i guess I, I think it makes the event 10 times more interesting like when you get a stockman larson versus uh carrie and brooke it's like this is yeah, like a these huge teams olympic in there. implications that's what people like, want to like, see yeah, they want to see these five or whatever four teams battling for two spots yeah, i mean they're about like one of the most interesting matches of the tournament it was for a ninth you yeah, know it's true that's only because there was Olympic implications on the line so I think it's just better the FIVB is better served to have as many Olympic like tight Olympic matches as mm -hmm. you can mm -hmm. I think kind of everyone wins in that scenario right someone had to be the guinea pig yeah I, need, I needed another setback so <laughs> yeah. just one more <laughs> trying to make the storyline better but yeah so we have uh, what a month what's today the 13th? Yeah, just a little over a month till Mexico. It's got about a month till Mexico. Um, you said country quotas probably on site? 
Probably. I, oh, that's that's what Trevor told me actually. So I don't okay. know. Sean said that he's that's what he'd like to do if because the FIVB and the bubble system. That's it, I was kind of going to depend on that. That's what I thought it would be unlikely that it would be on site because they're just trying to limit bodies. Right. And then if you're the country quota team, what do, what do you do? Do you stay? Is it because yeah. like if you're in the country quota, you're going to be in it the next week. Yeah. And then you're going to be in it the next week. So like, do you just I mean, to me, it's to me, it's an extra four bodies for the men and the women, probably like a f- two teams sure. that wouldn't get in, right? Or maybe three, two. Yeah. Two teams that wouldn't get in potentially. So it's like adding four extra bodies from hundreds of people is yeah. not going to be the end of the world because there's there's only country quota for U.S. It seems like right now. Right. Um, and Brazil, maybe women. Brazil, maybe yeah. yeah, maybe they did it at home for the. First, I don't even know what happened for the last tournament, but um, yeah, because what what do you do for the second tournament then? If do you like, just do, you just do one country quota and then whoever wins that goes to all three? Because that would be the most intense country quota ever. <laughs> yeah, but like, how do you know that? Because like the the try and Trevor could be in the main draw for the first one and maybe in the country quota for the second one. If if one team decides to sign up for the yeah, you know, like maybe <laughs> right. maybe Mole comes back for the second one because right. he was hurt or whatever. And then what you know, it pushes them out by one. Like, how do you do? The system's impossible. I, I get why yeah. Sean Scott has a headache over all this stuff. It doesn't yeah. make like you can't. People who are mad at him, it doesn't make to me. That doesn't make sense. Right. Yeah. I think he's like doing his job, and it's like, well, the rules say that say this. Like, what am I supposed to do? Just right. And like Tri said, he was kind of like, yeah, like my hands are tied. Like, yeah. what am I supposed to do? So you kind of the best way to do it would be to just do it on site and let the FIVB handle it. Yeah. For that case, I think, but. And and seating is usually decided based on twenty one days out, right? Wait, what's the for main draw is twenty one days out. Yeah, right. For the so list, if we have three weekends in a row. It'll be the same be list for all of them. Right, right. Your points won't change. It'll be the whole the whole Does main draw will be sense? the same for all of them. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's uh. <laughs> Right, yes. like does which, that make which, sense? which I find that to be weird, but it also makes sense because you guys have to go back to back to back a lot. So, if you're in Brazil and you're then in the Czech Republic the weekend after, like you kind of got to know before you take that flight whether totally. you're in the qualifier main draw. So it it does make sense. It doesn't to have make that. sense in this situation, right? That's why I mean I give so much credit to the FIVB for having this many events and like making it happen. Because I mean, being there, I mean, you and you were in, in Doha too. Like, they have to do so it's many crazy. things totally. to make this happen. Well, so they like, put up millions I mean, of dollars. Yeah, just to my, make my it hats happen, off to them for sure. And I, I think they're doing an, an awesome thing, just for going through the headache that they technically didn't have to do. Right. They could have just waited it out to the Olympics. So, yeah. Yeah, they good on them. <laughs> <laughs> Doha one didn't count. <laughs> yeah. Just back it up. Yeah. Well, you got five events to get it back. Yeah, yeah you let's got, go. And it's You're just a forty-point difference. So, like, I mean, good, and it's not a good like opportunity for sure. We've yeah. talked a lot about Phil and Nick dropping finishes, but I mean, you and Trev have have a couple. Yeah. That you can drop, no problem. Right. Yeah. I mean, it's it's kind of how it should be. You know, head to head, best team goes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It's it's weird that it's been such a on and off thing. It's been like what three years with a year off, and like it's such a trip. Yeah. But it should be just head to head. We're all. I mean, we're basically tied with Phil and Nick right now. Jake and Taylor have a nice little lead, but definitely within reach, mm-hmm. I think. So it's it's great Seriously, entertainment for our fans. It is. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I think that was one of the coolest things about having an international event with intense Olympic stakes on the line with nothing conflicting with it. That's yeah. all anyone talked about here. 
Yeah. Like you go to the beach and like you got like random like volleywallies on the court next to you like talking about like Evandro and Guto. Mm. It's like this doesn't yeah. this doesn't happen. And it, it was cool because like just and just looking at the live stream numbers, like they were getting like a hundred thousand views, like for the qualifier. Wow. Which is unreal. So right. I, I mean, I, I mean, good on the FIVB. Like they're cleaning up right now. Like they're just filling a space that was in high demand. So they're getting rewarded for it, which is cool. It'll be interesting for Mexico, like just to kind of everyone, like to, just to follow that. It'll be like, a, like a crazy sporting event, just because they're all in the same spot, all the same athletes, all the same kind of like main draw. Yeah. But like everyone's going to be battling for, basically, like that's going to set the Olympics up pretty much those three yeah. tournaments. Yeah, exactly. And the amount of teams, teams are going to run into each other, and and um, it rarely it, comes down to the last two events. Like right. a lot can happen in these three. Yeah. for sure and then the last two is like okay yeah it might be like, like need to win this tournament or this something this team's yeah. got to win it or get a top yeah. two and the other one has to like get a 17th yeah 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 there's gonna have to be a 30 for 30 on this cancun bubble interesting too like what's it gonna <laughs> is it gonna be like super windy is it gonna be like maybe one team play like you know how like conditions some teams play awesome amazing in yeah. the wind or hard sand like yeah. what if it's like just perfect for for one team and they just like dominate like yeah because that happens sometimes where someone feels super comfortable at an event yeah um with this with their surrounding like mexican teams could all of a sudden just go off too. yeah like although they're i think they're out of the race but um it's just kind of interesting to see like three in a row same spot everyone's kind of got the same goal and yeah it's just going to be a battle if you're going to be somewhere for four weeks in a row might as well be in cancun, well be in cancun. <laughs> all inclusive <laughs> yeah yeah, I'm gonna have to send you with this stuff. It's uh, perfect. <laughs> you need something. To I'll have plenty of uh, downtime for sure. <laughs> that was funny being in the bubble because, like, you usually have a lot of downtime on the mm -hmm. road, but man, there was a lot of downtime. <laughs> <I bet. laughs> yeah, me and Adam played a lot of chess. Nice. <laughs> yeah. Trev said he might bring the Xbox this time. Let's do smart. something in yeah. between. You're basically moving in there. Right. I'm hoping we just have ocean access so i can you yeah. i think so yeah that's what they said that's awesome they said on the, yeah. uh, the chat that they would be like all-inclusive with ocean access where are they gonna have like fences for us i don't know Guards. <laughs> yeah. how far out can i swim yeah, yeah. seriously <laughs> yeah i hope they figure out the details soon i'd like to figure that out it's gonna be yeah yeah it's gonna be interesting yeah so a year will be good um, stuff but yeah interesting start to the year uh, yeah i mean congrats on Making it through the quota and getting to go to Doha, like I mean, that was a big step in and Thanks, of dude. itself. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. So we'll see what this next month looks like. For sure. Yeah. Cameron, good to have you on. Thanks. Round three. Thanks for having yeah, me, brother. Yeah. Let's do it again. Always love having you on. All right, invites open for the record. Yeah. <laughs> I want to be the. You got to pass Trevor. And that is a perfect note to end on. Right. <laughs> Shoot, guys. Shoot. Shoot. <laughs>